Chapter Four of Kabumpo in Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Kabumpo in Oz by Ruth Plumley Thompson. Chapter Four. The curious Cottabus appears. Ouch! Prince Pompadour stirred uneasily and rolled over. Ouch! He groaned again, giving his pillow a fretful thump. Ouch! This time his eyes flew wide open, for his knuckles were tingling with pain. A rock! Gasped the prince, sitting up indignantly. A rock under my head! No wonder it takes! Great Gillikins, where am I? He stared about wildly. There was not a familiar object in sight. Indeed, he was in a dim, deep forest, and from the distance came the sound of someone sawing wood. Oh, oh, I know, muttered the prince, rubbing his head miserably. It's that wretched scroll. I've disappeared, and this is the place I've disappeared to. Stiffly, he got to his feet and started to walk in the direction of the sawing, but had only gone a few steps before he gave a cry of joy for there leaning up against a tree snoring like twenty woodcutters at work was kabumpo wake up cried pompadour pounding him with all his might wake up kabumpo we've disappeared have we yawned the elegant elephant opening one eye you don't say ha ho hum with a tremendous yawn he opened the other eye and began to chuckle and shake all over we stole a march on him pompa i'd like to see the king's face when he finds us gone old pompa will be oh yaying all over the palace he'll think we've disappeared by magic well didn't we asked pompadour in amazement not unless you call me magic i carried you off in the night did you suppose old kabumpo was going to stand quietly by while they married you to a faggoty old fairy like valero not much wheezed the elegant elephant i have other plans for you little one but this is terrible cried the prince catching hold of a tree here you have left my poor old father my lovely mother and the whole kingdom of pumpadinkto disappear we'll have to go right straight back right straight back to pumpadink do you hear do have a little sense kabumpo shook himself crossly you can't save them by going back the thing to do is to go forward find the proper princess and marry her no scroll magic takes effect for seven days anyway how do you know asked pompa anxiously read it in a witch book answered kabumpo promptly now that gives us plenty of time to go to the emerald city and present ourselves to the lovely ruler of oz there's a proper princess for you pompa but suppose she refuses me said the prince uncertainly you're very handsome pompa my boy the elegant elephant gave the prince a playful poke with his trunk i've brought all my jewels as gifts and the magic mirror and the doorknob as well if she refuses you and the worst comes to the worst kabumpo cleared his throat gravely well just leave it to me after a bit more coaxing and after eating the breakfast kabumpo had thoughtfully brought along pompa allowed the elegant elephant to lift him on his head and off they set at kabumpo's best speed for the emerald city of oz 
neither the prince nor the elegant elephant had ever been out of pumperdink but kabumpo had found an old map of oz in the palace library according to this map the emerald city lay directly to the south of their own country so all we have to do is to keep going south chuckled kabumpo softly pompadour nodded but he was trying to recall the exact words of the mysterious scroll know ye that unless ye prince of ye ancient and honourable kingdom of pumperdink shall wed ye proper fairy princess in ye proper span of time ye kingdom of pumperdink shall disappear for ever and even longer from ye gillikin country of oz j g pompadour repeated the words solemnly then fell a-thinking of all he had heard of ozma of oz the loveliest little fairy imaginable she wouldn't want one of her kingdom to disappear reflected pompadour sagely now as it happened ozma did not even know of the existence of pumperdink oz is so large and inhabited by so many strange and singular peoples that although fourteen books of history have been written about it only half the story has been told there are no oz railway or steamship lines and traveling is tedious and slow owing to the magic nature of the land itself its many mountains and fairy forests so that pumperdink like many of the small kingdoms on the outskirts of oz has never been explored by ozma oz itself is a huge oblong country divided into four parts the north being the purple gillikin country the east the blue munchkins country the south the red lands of the quadlings and the west the pleasant yellow country of the winkies in the very centre of oz as almost every boy and girl knows is the wonderful emerald city and in its gorgeous green palace lives ozma the lovely little fairy princess whom kabumpo wanted pompadour to marry do you know mused the prince after they had travelled some time through the dim forest i believe that gold mirror has a lot to do with all this i believe it was put in the cake to help me find the proper princess where would you find a more proper princess than ozma puffed kabumpo indignantly ozma is the one depend upon it just the same said pompa firmly i'm going to try every princess we meet do you expect to find him running wild in the woods snorted kabumpo who didn't like to be contradicted you never can tell the prince of pumperdink settled back comfortably now that they were really started he was finding travelling extremely interesting i should have done this long ago murmured the prince to himself every prince should go on a journey of adventure how long will it take us to reach the emerald city he asked presently two days if nothing happens answered kabumpo say what's that he stopped short and spread his ears till they looked like snails the underbrush at the right was crackling from the springs of some large animal the next minute a hoarse voice roared i want to know the which and what and where and how and why a curious luxurious old cottabus am i i want to know the when and who and what for and why so sir so please attend there is no end to things i want to know sir aha exulted the voice triumphantly there you are and a great round head was thrust out almost in kabumpo's face oh i'm going to enjoy this don't move kabumpo was too astonished to move and the next instant 
the cottabus had flounced out of the bushes and settled itself directly in front of the two travellers it was large as a pony but shaped like a great overfed cat its eyes bulged unpleasantly and the end of its tail ended in a large fan well grunted kabumpo after the strange creature had regarded them for a full minute without blinking well what it asked beginning to fan itself sulkily you act as if you had never seen a cottabus before we never have admitted pompa peering over kabumpo's head and secretly wishing he had brought along his jewel sword why haven't you asked the cottabus rolling up its eyes how frightfully ignorant it closed its fan tail with a snap and looked up at them disapprovingly will you kindly tell me who you are where you came from when you came what you are going for how are you going to get it why you are going and what you are going to do when you do get it i don't see why we should tell you all that grumbled kabumpo it's none of your affair wrong shrieked the creature hysterically it is the business of a cottabus to find out everything i live on other people's affairs and unless here it paused took a large handkerchief out of a pocket in its fur and began to wipe its eyes unless a cottabus asks fifty questions a day it curls up in its porch rocker and d d dies and this is my fifth questionless day curl up and die then said kabumpo gruffly but the kind-hearted prince felt sorry for the foolish creature if we answer your questions will you answer ours i'll try sniffed the curious cottabus and leaning over it dragged a rocking-chair out of the bushes and seated itself comfortably well then began pompa this is the elegant elephant and i am a prince we came from pumperdink because our kingdom was threatened with disappearance unless i marry a proper princess yes murmured the cottabus rocking violently yes yes and we are going to the emerald city to ask princess ozma for her hand continued the prince how do you know she is the one and when did this happen who brought the message what are you going to do if ozma refuses you asked the cottabus leaning forward breathlessly are you going to stand talking to this ridiculous creature all day grumbled kabumpo but pompadour perhaps because he was so young felt flattered that even a curious old cottabus should take such an interest in his affairs so beginning at the very beginning he told the whole story of his birthday party yes yes gulped the cottabus wildly each time the prince paused for breath yes yes fluttering its fan excitedly when pompadour had finished the cottabus leaned back closed its eyes and put both paws on the arms of the rocker i never heard anything more curious in my life said the curious one this will keep me amused for three days of course that's what we're here for to amuse you said kabumpo scornfully let's be going pompa perhaps the curious cottabus can tell us something of the country ahead are there any princesses living round here the prince asked eagerly never heard of any said the cottabus opening its eyes can you multiply add divide and subtract are you good at fractions prince not very admitted pompadour looking mystified then you won't make much headway sighed the cottabus shaking its head solemnly 
Now don't ask me why, it added lugubriously, dragging its rocker back into the brush. And while Kabumpo and Pompa stared in amazement, it wriggled away into the bushes. Come on, cried Kabumpo with a contemptuous grunt, but he had only gone a few steps when the curious Cotabus stuck its head out of an opening in the trees just ahead. When are you coming back? it asked, twitching its nose anxiously. Never, trumpeted Kabumpo, increasing his speed. Again the Cotabus disappeared, only to reappear at the first turn in the road. Did you say the doorknob hit you on the head? it asked pleadingly. Kabumpo gave a snort of anger and rushed along so fast that Pompa had to hang on for dear life. Guess we've left him behind this time, spluttered the elegant elephant, after he had run almost a mile. But at that minute there was a wheeze from the underbrush, and the head of the cotabus was thrust out. Its tongue was hanging out, and it was panting with exhaustion. How old are you? it gasped, rolling its eyes pitifully. Who was your grandfather on your father's side, and was he bold? Corumbity Bumpus, raged the elegant elephant, flouncing to the other side of the road. But why was the doorknob in the cake? gulped the Cotabus, two tears trickling off its nose. How should we know? said Pompa coldly. Then just tell me the date of your birth, wailed the Cotabus, two tears trickling off its nose. No, no, screamed Kabumpo, and this time he ran so fast that the tearful voice of the Cotabus became fainter and fainter, and finally died away altogether. Provokingest creature I've ever met, grumbled the elegant elephant, and this time Pompa agreed with him. Isn't it almost lunchtime? asked the prince. He was beginning to feel terribly hungry. And aren't there any villages or cities between here and the Emerald City? Pompa spoke again. Don't know, wheezed Kabumpo, swinging ahead. Oh, there's a flag, cried Pompa suddenly. It's flying above the treetops just ahead. And so it was, a huge flapping black flag covered with hundreds of figures and signs. Hurry up, Kabumpo, urged the prince. This looks interesting. End of chapter 4